Welcome, welcome to the all-inclusive sports podcast with B and G. I'm B. And I'm G. First of all, we get into this happy new year to everybody. This is 2021. This is our first uh production of 2021. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh yeah, trying year, but we we made it. Yeah, we good. <laughs> okay, now getting into the sports. Uh start off with basketball. Yeah, we had a very short offseason for the NBA, but the NBA is back, right? Like two months, huh? Yeah. <laughs> We we barely got out of one championship. We've already seen teams trying to hunt for another. Right, right. Uh, it's still kind of early in the season, though. I, I've never really sold on the NBA beginning of the season. It seems like, obviously, with this year not even having much of a preseason either and it being a shortened season, right. we shouldn't expect too much out of a lot of these teams right now. For the most part, almost everyone is at full strength, though, full health and everything right now. With the exception of maybe Clay Thompson, with the well, he's going to miss the whole season. Though, exactly. So, yeah. for the most part, everybody else, I mean, we're going to this whole, I guess you could say, NBA duos type of thing now. You don't necessarily see the whole big threes or the super teams anymore. I think the Warriors had that get busted up, so there's not a whole lot of that going on anymore. I don't know about busted up. I mean, it kind of just ended. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it ran its, its I mean, course. You know what I'm saying? Injuries, injuries hit, them, hit them back-to-back seasons now. I mean, since those... Well, Clay, he's yeah, the only person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody. I mean, Steph, Steph what, obviously was what hurt. Do he, broke his hand. Yeah, he broke his hand. I mean, Say, you, man. Miss, you miss games, you end up being the worst team in the NBA that season. So it was enough to call. You know why? That That's because they don't have a team. They got Steph. Speaking <laughs> of Steph, he scored sixty-two last night. Wait, 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 wait. Well, you mean between Draymond Green <laughs> and Steph Curry, there were sixty-three points scored. So that may be their new duo, right? But except Draymond Green was on the lower half of that, though. Draymond Green is their. Defensive, oh, yeah, dude, enforcer, oh, yeah. dude. He's not the scoring dude that's gonna give you that. So, so yeah, we he gotta had find one a, section, a second option for them. Otherwise, they're gonna be sitting there looking the same way they did last year and trying to figure out what what first round draft pick they can get. Well, Wiggins had twenty two, right? Yeah. So, you know, now I don't know. I know coming out, he was he was had big hype, but I don't know. Honestly, if your second option can give you twenty two, that's good. You know what I'm saying? You give me twenty two a night, we good. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know, but is Steph gonna be on like that every night? Exactly, because they got a couple role players, but I'm not sure how often that could actually help them out. Uh, guys like Kelly Oubre being on the team, but their their bench is not really what it used to be before. Right, they had some ballers on the bench. Exactly. Now they looking like who is that guy? Right. <laughs> a lot of the guys who have been there obviously since the beginning of those um those days like Kevon Louie and stuff like that. A lot of those guys you're still looking at trying to figure out okay can they take that next step to be that bench role player. Nah, they just they just some guys now at this point. But it's I mean, well at this point, you know, we know who they are. They are who they are. You, you know, by the time you get this point in your league, it's not like you're gonna be an MVP. You know, what I'm saying if you're not on their level by this point. So, and I'm not sure what kind of conditioning Steph normally does. I mean, most of the time you see the camera on him is always doing some kind of crazy dribbling or trying to shoot from half court or make some kind of sh- shot off somebody's balcony or something. But I want to see how how his conditioning is. I mean, obviously he has a, a good lot of good bit of rest within the past couple seasons. So let's see how he is as far as longevity in the season because you don't want to burn yourself out before the All Star break. That's most important. I mean, you got that playoff when you're trying to hit when it comes time for I guess March April. That's when you really want to start doing those sixty two point games. Not right now in the beginning of the season when people are still trying to figure things out. Well, for him it doesn't matter. We're not going to the playoffs no way. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> so you know well uh, at least. Based on your team, you're not going to the playoffs. You could make it, but I'm just saying. So, but that's you know. interesting though, because I believe they expanded the, um, not necessarily the playoff bracket, but the play-in games, kind of like what they did in the bubble. Right. They're going to expand something like that, so it might have a shortened season, but they'll expand the that play-in games. Thing. Yeah. yeah play, so, yeah. like I said, play those in. teams like that could possibly make that make that playoff run still happen. I mean, I, I'm not going to count them out all the way. Like you said, uh, somebody like a Steph Curry, if by February he's not where he wants to be. He may quietly try to request a trade up out of there. He ain't going nowhere. I mean, he, he is he Mr. Is, Warrior at this point. Exactly. Point. He is that guy. He ain't going nowhere. And I think Draymond slapped him. He tried to go anywhere. He got news. He tried to go anywhere. <laughs> like he, like and we, we got other teams in the West, obviously, that we, we still want to see some stuff out of. Uh, the Clippers were one of those teams. Uh, They've been struggling, huh? Yeah. I mean, they're 5-2, and two, but they're, they're, they're a tough 5-2 right now. They lost to the Lakers on opening right. right? Sorry, they beat the Lakers on opening night. But since then, we haven't really seen anything crazy until they beat the Suns uh, just last night. 
Uh, Paul George had 39 points. Mostly it's been Kawhi. Just re- I mean, first right. we thought coming out of the bubble it was going to be, oh, man, Paul George is going to be the big issue on that team, so we need to see what he can do to make it to the next level. But right now it's been Kawhi necessarily. You look at him and it's like, okay, what what all he's going to do? I mean, he got busted in the mouth already by Sergi Baca. Yeah, had to get five stitches in his mouth on that. So <laughs> wear this hideous-looking mask. So for what it's worth, they, they got their own little struggles going on right there. Nothing too serious right now, and it's still a good a good team. Really on paper, they're still a good team. Even though they don't you. have Montrose Harrell anymore, you still got scrappy guys on that on that team that can make things you do. happen. You do. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams got situations. I don't think they're going to – we'll see what happens. I don't think – I think everybody has, like, some holes. Like, even the Lakers, they they don't have really, really any more bigs. Yeah. They gave up two of them. So, they, they got, what, one left? But you got uh, Marcus all over there now. He's one big. They have one center on the roster. He's the only center on the <laughs> roster. He's it, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, I could have signed somebody. You could have signed somebody as a center, you know, but you need a center to me. But anyway. Uh, staying, so, yeah. in, staying in the West, though, you got uh, guys like the Phoenix Suns right now. I mean, we already saw them as somebody who could somebody can move up in that, yeah. that playoff race CP3 right now. And they got Chris Paul in there, yeah. so that make made a difference because they're also 5-2 and two right now at this point. I mean, that's the crazy thing about the NBA. You can easily lose six of your next ten games, and all of a sudden you're under five hundred, trying to dig yourself out of a hole. That's true, but also you play enough games where it'll be okay. Like yeah. it's, it's early in the season, so it ain't like you know it's do or die right now. It's like let's kind of jail and figure out how we best play off each other. Yeah, because they've got some pretty good guys on their team. I mean, you got DeAndre Aiden down there in the middle, of course. Devin Booker still always going to give you what you want when it comes down to scoring some some decent points. Jay Crowder hasn't really. I, I, I would say he hasn't really not Jake yeah Jake Crowder I'm sorry yeah, Jake he hasn't really I guess put no splash in the pan necessarily if you will for me but you got guys like Michael Bridges and everything or Mikhail I'm not sure how you pronounce his name Mikhail Bridges <laughs> guys like that like I said they they got a good little unit going on there together well Jake Crowder is like a a, a a medium potatoes guy he give you you know what you need that's why he's one of them solid role players like you know what I'm saying which I, I would take you take a guy like that so you know and of course, staying in the West too, um, the Houston Rockets, new addition John Wall, new addition um, Boogie, Boogie Cousins. So you got you got some good hope right there for the West right now. Have, the they, have they had a chance to play together? All three of them. Who was three? Boogie, Harden, and John Wall. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking that of Harden, has, that has happened in one game so far. Maybe one or two games so far. Because I know obviously. We had John Wall and Boogie Cousins out for a couple of games at the beginning of the season. They had their season actually delayed a couple of days because of um, COVID protocols and whatnot. They weren't right. able to play because they had too many players come into contact with, I believe it was, I can't remember who it was off the bench, Some uh, maybe a bench player or somebody. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised they say James Harden is the guy. You know what I'm saying? He's been out partying and whatnot. Right, right. Or at least he was. A lot, of, a lot of that stuff obviously – started coming to fruition where it's like, okay, first of all, you got a first-year head coach. You're making him look bad, too, because James Harden is out there doing his Dennis Rodman thing, and he doesn't have a Dennis Rodman type of coach right there to say, okay, y'all got to corral this guy and get him back in there. Well, Phil didn't corral Dennis Rodman? Yeah, but Phil was already understanding of the situation. I don't know if this new coach is like, yeah, go ahead and go to your parties with your with your you. friends and everything. Like. He may you. be opposed to it, he but can't stand up to it. He might not who he was like that before he right, took the job. Right. I got you. Okay. And for okay. what it's worth, like I said, my biggest thing right now is the silver lining for the Rockets right now in the season would be um, what's his name? Uh, sorry, Christian Wood. I had to draw a blank right there. Christian Wood. So Christian Wood has come out so far. And I think he's averaged like maybe 25 points per game this season already. And that's okay. the center position. Well, I say necessarily he plays the 4-5. The 4-5, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, that's something that obviously the Rockets hadn't really had. I mean, you got a you got right, an actual have big, a big now. Yeah, they didn't have a big guy. I mean, he's six ten. He's still not the seven foot that you obviously would expect for a center in the league nowadays. Well, but he he's not necessarily be seven foot. But yeah, you, he's one of big. those. He's one of those centers, obviously, that you can that you can roll out and have him shoot a three. So that's the new look NBA, right? I mean, with Anthony Davis is in the um, is Carl Anthony Towns in that that aspect? So I'm not sure what his three point percentage shooting is like, but. I think he's. I think it's up those kind of right, those kind yeah. of guys that obviously just not go live in the paint all day and try to just look for rebounds and and see what dunks they can do and ain't no more Shaxters going on right. Huh? <laughs> but given given those additions to the team, I feel like the whole James Harden trade saga thing might come to an end. Why? He's been, he's been seen on court gelling pretty well with these guys. 
he's been on court talking a lot with uh, John Wall, and now he actually has somebody to lob the ball to, which was something he ain't really done a whole lot in the past couple years. That don't years. mean you want to be there. I don't know. I feel like the Rockets, I said the last time, I still feel like it now, they're looking for that top player. Okay, so you want us to go send James Harden to the Warriors? Well, give us Steph Curry. We're not just going to sit there and say, okay, give me that guy off your bench in two-year picks. That's not going to work. That's not how we work a franchise here. <laughs> okay, I give you that. But I don't know. I mean, I, you can get, you can get, you can go, you can go somewhere. He can go somewhere. You can trade. You can definitely trade the guy and get some pieces back for him. Right. So you know, if you don't want to be there, you don't want to be there. It, it, and I can understand if this is the case. I can understand why he might not want to be there. Daryl Morey's gone. Head coach gone. The people, your team basically is gone. Right. It's just you. If he really lobbied like they said he did for Westbrook to come over to that squad, and they obviously gave up on him that quickly. I mean, Westbrook was there just a year. That right. was it. <laughs> I was really surprised about that because I was, okay, maybe they can try to make something work. I mean, the Chris Paul situation was a little bit different. Chris Paul obviously went out with injury right there in that Western Conference Twice. Finals game. Yeah. Twice. So that was <laughs> a big did. issue right there. And we don't know if he really signed off on that Chris Paul thing. I mean, at times they looked like they were pretty much a, a good unit. But for real, that's true. At yeah. the end of the day, the Westbrook situation really was like, okay, I thought this was a rekindling. They made a whole big deal out of it, saying that basically they were reunited and everything. So it really should have moved on right, but see, further than that. But if, if it ended, okay, let's say he did say he won him there. And you got rid of the guy. And then the person who gets rid of the guy is also gone. Like, the, it's gone. Everybody's gone. You know what I'm saying? The head yeah. coach is gone. The general manager who brought him and me here is gone. Like, what do you – yeah. I can understand they want to be out, you know, but, yeah. But I'm, I, liking, I'm liking some other teams in the West, too. I mean, we got the New Orleans Pelicans. They're at 4-2 and two right now, still early in the season. But you got guys like Bledsoe and Ingram who obviously were some big pieces in that, um, that team's actual success, I guess you could say, last year, even though they, they didn't get very far. Yeah, you still got guys like that that actually can help Zion Williamson along the way when he's obviously supposed to be the perennial All Star, the future of the franchise. All he's the way, still young. You will. He's like what twenty years old. He's right. Fine. So he's fine. You definitely got to have those pieces around him right now. Um, I'm interested in the Hornets. They've been they've been. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that's that's one of those that's teams. The, that's the East right? moving yeah. over to the East. I mean, we got to talk about them too. We can't can't forget about the about the East. Now the Charlotte Hornets, they are two and four starting off the season. They've had some. Some pretty tough games, some high-scoring games, which we expect, obviously, early in the season, right? I always look at the NBA season. I'm like, yeah, these guys really just start not playing defense until maybe, like, February, <laughs> After March. the All-Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think when you give up 140 points in the in the All-Star and a half or something like that, they start realizing, hey, we should start playing defense. So you start <laughs> – it trickles down into the actual rest of the NBA, NBA season. So far, the Hornets, I mean, they've beaten teams like the Magic and uh, – <laughs> The Nets, which we got to talk to as well, talking about the East. But the Hornets do have a good a good roster on paper right now. I think now. so. Yeah, I think so. Now, I don't know about Gordon Hayward, but yeah, yeah. everybody else, yeah, we can. <laughs> I, know you're not, I know you're not necessarily sold on him. I'm sold? <laughs> I would have sold him off a long time ago, ever since he left Utah. But Scary Terry's over there, so I, I felt pretty confident about like that him. one. I even like in, him. Even in losses, he's putting up a lot of points for that team. Yeah, I like him. He's a point guard, right? Yeah, he's a point guard. Yeah, he's a point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. He's cool. And, and uh, what's the ball do? Uh, is it Lamelo or Leandro? It's Lamelo. Yeah, whichever one. It's like three of them jokers, ain't right, it? So, right. <laughs> so yeah, he's doing his thing too, getting a lot of highlights in there. So you know. Yeah, his his dimes are definitely gonna get him some kind of award or something at some point in his yeah, NBA career. That's true. He, you know. But like we said, staying in the East with the Brooklyn Nets, really supposed to be one of those teams we see out of the East this year. Supposed to make that big jump. I don't that know why. Would make us forget about Milwaukee, at least in my eyes. Milwaukee and Boston really don't take that front seat anymore with a fully healthy Nets team because the Nets why? were able to make some things happen without um, KD and Kyrie last year. And that's why he going to mess it up when he come back and get healthy. You're right. <laughs> You're right. That's Because, you know, uh, Odoo going for the season. Uh, is it Dinwiddie? Yes. He out for the yes. season. He tore his ACL or slightly right. torn his ACL. Slightly torn, which is still torn. <laughs> but but you know what? Okay, scientific side piece. Right, right. I thought that when you, like, partially tear it, you just need some rest and stuff. It'll come back. Yeah, I mean – I'm pretty so sure, why is he having surgery? I'm pretty sure tendons and, and all the rest of the fibers in your body and everything fuse back together at some point unless you're a fast-healing superhuman or something. Well, I, I just didn't think you needed surgery for it. I, right. I, I've known some guys who didn't need surgery. They'd be out for, like, you know, months, but he didn't need surgery. But anyway, that's a side note. I didn't. I don't know. But, yeah, so the, you're right. He's out. Kevin Durant and Kyrie, we're going to see how this experiment go. I think it's not going to go well, but that's just my opinion. 
I mean, they've lost to teams like the Hawks and the the Wizards, who the Wizards started off the season 0-5. And, of course, since then, they won back-to-back games. And like I said, this is the NBA, so we got to give these guys a little bit of time to actually gel together, which we talked about with the Wizards, right? Bradley Beal and Westbrook got to get some time to gel together. You're right. But, see, Kyrie and Durant are different personalities. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't trust neither one of them. <laughs> I don't trust neither one of them. Kevin Durant is not a leader. Yeah, I said it. He's not a leader. He's a talented dude, talented dude, but he ain't the leader. Kyrie, he could be the leader, but he's like, I don't know. Sometimes the stuff that he say, he's like, bruh, what, what are you saying? What are you talking about? So I don't know. I don't know where they're headed. We're gonna see. And and then their head coach, I like Steve Nash. I'm not sure, you know. Uh, I thought that coaching staff just going into the season was already the brain trust with just how many people they got to got together. You got uh, Mark Stoudemire and uh, Mike D'Antoni on that staff as well. So, like I said, if there's anybody I think will be able to figure it out, it'll probably be that brain trust right there that's going on in that in that Brooklyn locker room right there. We'll see. I don't uh, trust. I don't trust the Nets. That's just my opinion. If they make it to the finals, we're gonna sit here and have a, a, a episode <laughs> about how we I don't trust the Nets. So it's, right. it is what it is. Well, but yeah. how about a team that I don't trust? The Miami Heat. They okay. went to the they went to the the NBA Finals. Obviously, didn't do them? so well. They haven't started off the season so well right now. We haven't heard, we haven't heard <laughs> we haven't heard anything by Jimmy Butler speaking about speaking about being tired. So we haven't heard heard much out of out of Jimmy so far. I don't even know is Jimmy even available right now or what? He played the other day. Okay, yeah, he's I, been there. But the, uh, as a team, they hang their hat on defense. So I think defensively they're going to get it together and get some stops. They held the Mavericks the other night uh, to under 100 points. It was the first time the Mavericks won a game scoring under 100 points. So, hey, it's the first time in a long time. I ain't going to say the first time, but it's the first time in a long time that they have been held up under 100 points and won a game. So. And maybe speaking of some of those, some of the things I was just talking about, uh, giving time to gel, um, you got new guys over there like Avery Bradley on that, on that roster that obviously right. needs some of that time. I guess I just saw so much good stuff coming out of that bubble that I was like, man, guys like Goran Dragic who obviously stayed with the team, and you got guys like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, all those guys that were giving some good minutes and giving some good um, – I mean, of course, I can't leave my boy Bam Adebayo yeah. doing things like that <laughs> in the bubble. So for what it's worth, I really thought I saw a better a better Miami team than where we're seeing right now. But Jimmy Butler has been getting some time in there for some rest, and somehow, some way, Udonis Haslam is still on the roster and not just a coach right now on that team. <laughs> 40 years old, still trying to make his NBA dreams continue. First of all, any 40-year-old, anybody's roster, that's a dream accomplished, okay? Right. First of all, I would be happy to be 40-year-old just sitting on the bench on a roster. But anyway, uh, but this is why they say every year is different because you never know what the next year is going to bring. Even though you went out on a high, high note, it might not be injuries. It might just be y'all had a slump like all year. You see what I'm saying? So that's why they say every year you got to seize your opportunity because you never know in sports like that opportunity you know you might it might not catch fire so yeah you know and then stuff breaks up so anyway and the last team i want to talk about in the east would be the sixers of course we talked about them earlier on because we talked about doc rivers being the new head coach there we talked about the Embiid and ben simmons um continuation of their of their duo going on there and now you got guys like danny green obviously in the mix you got seth curry in the mix obviously now as a starter on that on that roster as well is he a starter most times he is Okay. Well, I, I'd say, well, I'd say he played starter minutes. Let me put it like that. Okay, there we he's, go. He's okay. giving him starter, starter points and starter minutes. So for what it's worth, he's definitely putting his uh, putting his stamp of approval on on what he can bring to that team. Like, I got hey, you. Yeah, I was on the bench with some other teams, and I didn't do so well, but this one I'll go ahead and do it. What well, he, I, what, he, what's needed of me. He was a, a main contributor with the Mavericks a couple right. years ago. So, you know, hey, it's, it's been – hey, the dude can shoot. His brother ain't the only person they can shoot. Like, <laughs> so yeah. We don't no longer call him Steph Curry's brother, right? <laughs> so yeah. And so far, I mean, the only team they've lost to would be the Cavaliers. Uh, somehow, some way, they did. I mean, the Cavaliers are a little bit hot early on in the season, and that's what is important. As I talked about with the NBA season, not necessarily being a whole lot of of rah rah going on until later on. These good stars do actually blossom into something better a few th- further on in the season, where you actually get that head start, especially in the Eastern Conference. Possibly. I would say especially in the Eastern Conference because that's the easiest conference, right? The West has always the West has always been the best. That's what we always hear, right? Okay, look, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the East got some some potential juggernaut pieces in it. The seventy six is being won. Milwaukee has been there two years in a row. Miami, you know what I'm saying? It's some teams you got to go through. Just don't 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 dust off the West because they, I mean, the East because they don't have like 
eight or nine teams in there that can give you whatever, but it's a good six well, of them. I'd say like this. Most times within the past 20 years, we've seen the, what was that, the seventh and eighth seed under 500. Okay. That's we got, pass. We, because we got some issues about that in the NFL right now. We've seen the third team within, I don't know, ever <laughs> that actually got in the playoffs under 500, but we could talk about that. Breaking news right now, we'll go ahead and give you our, fa- our takes on it right now. Kevin Durant is facing a seven-day quarantine due to COVID exposure. So we just talked about KD, obviously, not being that leader, not being necessarily what we expected of, of the uh, the franchise right now. He has tested positive three times, but he has still yeah, been around somebody who, who I guess, had it. I'm not going to get into too much details right now because, obviously, a lot of this stuff is pretty much simple information until it becomes a full story and actually right. get something out of it. But right now, that is breaking news that he could be missing some time. So seven days in the NBA, that's what's about maybe three, four games. He might rest one of them games something anyway. Like yeah, so you know. once again, it's not like the NFL where yeah. you have to shut down your whole program or <laughs> shut down the whole entire uh, training facility. NBA is totally different. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. Moving right along. Yeah, moving right along. Where are we going? To boxing? We got boxing news to talk about, man. We just saw recently uh, Canelo beat an undefeated dude by unanimous decision in the 12th round. I kept on thinking of that whole entire fight that somebody was going to knock somebody out at some point. Canelo's, a pretty, have, yeah. Canelo's a pretty hard hitter, and he's fast, man. This dude that he was fighting was pretty much taller than him, and I was like, man, Canelo may not have this one. But like I said, at the end, he eventually got that um, that fight in 12 rounds. Right. Uh, had a unification basically fight on that one, whatever. It was the WA, WBA, WBC and he unified his ring magazine championship all them belt. number all them letters man oh yeah it's i guess it's pretty much put it like this you know when a team let's say in the afc east goes down to the nfc south that year and they beat every one of them teams out there it's like yeah i'm the true <laughs> nfc south champion because i beat all of them even though that's not even my division so that's pretty much what it is in boxing and right now with that canelo fight obviously now we're talking about canelo versus triple g part three right the first uh, meetings that we saw with them, one was a, a draw, and the other one, uh, Golovkin lost. And he currently has the IBF and IBO, speaking of more of those alphabet letters. Yeah. We got more belts that basically could be unified at this point with that uh, that fight possibly happening. Right, right. Uh, moving on to Errol Spence. Trying to move up in weight class. Yeah, during that fight right there, of course, you know how they do on, on the fight nights. They talked to the other boxers in the area and, and talked about, about the fight itself or what their future's looking like what their 2021 is going to be looking like. So right now, Errol Spence is thinking about moving up to 162 fight Canelo. I always have disagreed with that. It's like, since you had a football analogy, let me give you one. Right, right. If I'm a DB, I'm not going to move up in weight just to be a safety. Like, yeah, you, yeah, see yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm just the best DB. If you're the best at 150 whatever pounds, that's you. The, that's my weight. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have to go up to 170 to fight you. I'm not a 170 guy unless that's my <laughs> natural fit you see what i'm saying come well, on well more realistic i guess right now then would be errol spence jr they asked him about potentially fighting crawford because obviously that was going to be something that we talked about obviously uh since recently here uh crawford was in a fight of his own and spence right. is saying that if he was to fight terrence crawford he would have to go ahead and get the, the majority of money on that one because you know that's what boxing is really all about I'm going to take these punches to my face, especially for a person that's not really qualified to of fight course. me right now. Get these dollars. Then I'm definitely going to try to uh, get the more money. So right now they're talking about a 70-30, 60-40 split. And, of course, none of this stuff is official. There has been no date. I'm pretty sure everybody's in the lab right now trying to train and everything. Yeah, like staying, staying active and everything for this 2021 uh, boxing kickoff. Because I know you talked about a fight that we expected to possibly happen in December. Yeah, uh, Wilder and Fury 3. Yeah, which, we, we which all looking get, looking you know. forward to that one. So at some point, we should be able to see that. It was supposed to be in December, but we'll see yeah, what happens like with say, that it's, one. It's, it's, it's tough times. Stuff getting pushed back, moved around. This is not uncommon in this day. <laughs> the <laughs> so, most yeah. interesting thing about boxing here recently has been the fact that we actually have fans in, in those arenas as well. Because, right, of course, right. basketball, we didn't get to, but basketball has – about six of those NBA teams allowing fans in right now to limited capacity, right. obviously. But it's it. I guess it helps for the actual overall sense of it. I mean, most times if you're at a sports bar, if you're at home with some music playing in the background or people talking because you got a fight night party or something like that when times were better, you really wouldn't be hearing much of what's going on on TV. So I don't hear the crowd going ooh and ah when somebody gets hit in the boxing match. But That's true. For them, I guess it helps out the ticket sales and whatnot. You mean you lease in the, the arenas those nights to, right. to hold your fights and whatnot. Right. Really, where the money comes in is the pay per view, obviously. Right. And those have obviously increased because people are at home at watching home, fights. Be. Something to watch. You know what I'm saying? 
So like I said, we'll we'll follow up with some more of that stuff um, to see what what the rest of 2021 is going to look like on the boxing side. But right now, currently, we have the NFL playoffs about to kick off. We had some pretty interesting Week 17 stuff go on. Black Monday. And now Black Monday is upon <laughs> us now. I like to call it Pink Slip Monday. I don't think Black Monday gives it enough of a, a, good, a good enough <laughs> a good, a good impact of a hit. I want to let you know that somebody really got canned. So starting off with a lot of these teams right now, who are you surprised about? Obviously, you've been you've been preaching the Adam Gaze trail, right? The he entire got fired, season, right? Uh, really? Well, I ain't gonna say surprise. I figured he might, Anthony Lynn. I figured he might, but I figured they'd give him another shot, given the team. First of all, uh, Derwin James has been gone for the last two years. With Justin Herbert playing as good as he did. I figured you'd give him one more shot to figure out, you know, can we work this thing out? Yeah, so I'm saw, a little, I'm, yeah, I'm a little sour about that one. We saw some good things from Justin Herbert later in the season, especially. I mean, he started. I think he broke some kind of record for some rookie, something Probably. or the other, something like that. They had a nice little four game win streak, also. And like I said, with Justin Herbert, with the weapons that he has out there, obviously doing what he did. Right. So that's what I'm saying. And, and and you know, they've been in the game. It's not like they've getting blown out. You know, they've been in the game. So I thought that he'd get another shot, but. They let him go. Hopefully, he gets another shot. Uh, you know, it's five other openings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know. for what it's worth, I, I really feel like that's what we've been seeing here as of late is the little, uh, I guess you could say, musical chairs with the with the coaches right now because we saw Coach somebody like, sale. yeah, we saw somebody like um, Adam Gase. I didn't think he was good in, what was he, Miami? Miami, bro. And after that, I don't know how your division rival says, hey, we've seen you twice a year. We saw what we liked <laughs> out of you. Come with us for two years. Right. And I, that two years obviously spun out pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't agree with the hire when they did it. Uh, like the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, but that's another story. But, yeah, I didn't agree with the hire when they did it. So he's gone. Uh, names been coming up like Eric Enemy. Uh, Marvin Lewis is an interview yeah, with some yeah, yeah. jobs. I'm, surprised about I'm excited Lewis about that. Yeah, yeah, that's really a good one right there. I'm excited about that. Uh, Detroit is another one. Detroit, Atlanta. Uh, who else? Detroit, Atlanta. And the Texans. The Texans. And the Jags. The Jags. Yeah. Now, Jags are interesting. Absolutely, because they've got the most cap space going into this season. Well, they this got rid of season. everybody, though. Right, that's why. Because <laughs> I, I, I was looking at the headline where, you know, Doug Marone took them to the AFC Championship game. Right. But – they had players. Since that time, that they've given up gone, gone. all them yeah. players. Yeah. Like, all them players are gone. And not because of injury. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> want to be with that culture. Right. They want to be with that locker room at all. Right. So, and, or that and, front and, office, something was right, there. Right, because yeah. even Tom Coughlin, who was the general manager. At that time, yeah. Right, is, is, is no longer there. So, the Jags have a whole new, you know, whole thing. I really feel like that's a team really – Rebuilding, like we talked about, obviously losing a lot of their pieces, and they have so much available right now. They have eighty-one million dollars in cap space and a combined what is that? Uh, they 12, got eleven picks, don't they? Twelve, twelve okay. picks, and five of those picks are within the first three rounds. Right. So, for what is worth, either you want to try to see if you can get somebody over in free agency and start parlaying some picks, or you start drafting for your future right then and there. Okay. Well, let's. I'm. I'm gonna you play. You got that cap space. I'm gonna play GM. All right. I got the eighty-one million dollars. I'm gonna get some cap. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some free agents first of all, and I'm gonna do some drafting. Now, you know that's what, that, that would be my plan. Right. Because first of all, who you got? Now, now you do got a receiver in Shark. Uh, I don't know about a running back. No. I don't know about a pass rush. Right. I don't know about a corner. I don't know what else you have. It, it got Miles Jack. So I, you know, those are building. Those are like building blocks to whatever, but you got to put some pieces, a whole lot of pieces around them. So to me, I think you're active in free agency and you do your thing in a draft. But the one thing we're talking about right now, obviously would be, are they getting Trevor or are they going to get Justin? I wouldn't care. I would take <laughs> one of them and we going to ride with that and see right, what they do. Right, you see right. what I'm saying? So it, at this point, it wouldn't even matter. Give me one. And we're going to work with that. But here's the thing. Do you start him right away or do you get a quarterback exactly. that kind of groom him into whatever? And there's a lot of quarterbacks available right now. I mean, there will be. Jacksonville <laughs> Jacksonville could be a, a good landing spot for somebody like a Cam Newton maybe. I thought about that, yeah. So you've got got moves like that to be made still. There's a, a lot of quarterback um, a lot of quarterback moves to be made this offseason. That's what I'm saying. And you get guys pretty much – I ain't going to say for the low low, but you can get a, guy, you can get a lot of guys with talent and whatever. Because even the top – even at the three teams at the, at the bottom of this list right now with the head coach vacancies that have um, 
I guess you could say the least cap space right now, and even the least to even give up right now. That's the Chargers. The Lions, the Lions got ten million dollars in cap space and only have a combined five picks in this upcoming draft. Well, see, they getting rid of. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, I would he get rid of Matthew Stafford. Be, yeah, he should be expected <laughs> to be moved on from. I would get rid of Matthew. So, like Stafford. I said, that's another another big piece right there because I mean, somebody might see something out of Matt Stafford. I don't think his career is done. Nah, he'll get a job somewhere, but, but not I mine. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe it's gonna be there anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, Atlanta. I like Atlanta. I, yeah. I really like Atlanta. Atlanta shows some heart, man. They got heart. They just ain't. But they've they got the least amount of cap space right now. They've given all the bread and butter to Matt Ryan throughout his tenure. How many years he got left? Like one, two? Probably so. I don't Whatever. see much left. We can we can renegotiate so, that. <laughs> that's that's a team right there that could be drafting their quarterback in the future right now, like they did with with a lot of these other teams before. And just okay, sit on the sideline like a Patrick Mahomes did, obviously, while Alex Smith was there. Well, they got like the fourth, fifth pick, right? They I think do. It's, I think it's the fourth pick. Yes, pick. the fourth pick in the draft. I would move down. I would get move something. Back in the draft. Yeah, I, I, right. I would make some trades. Somebody wants that pick. If there's like you said, get a quarterback. So if I was looking at quarterbacks specifically, I would move down to get one later that I can develop while I still got Matt Ryan on the roster, right? And can do whatever. And so. a not so friendly, not so cap friendly team on that same list we just talking about right now would be the Texans. They don't have a first or a second round pick right now. Yeah, they and in they're, trouble. They're in cap. I guess you could say purgatory right now, trying to figure out how they gonna move some pieces around. They are gonna have to draft some guys, bro. But they only got well, how many? About five picks, six. Cause they traded all together. They got six picks. Yeah. Yeah. See, so they they in trouble because. They need a receiver. They need a running back. And you need to help the defense. Now, schematically, you probably could do that this next year, but we'll see what they do. That's a tough job because you can't really get anybody than who you already have. So, you know, either you're going to draft somebody who you – like you draft guys who you plan to start right now <laughs> or you, you can't really bring anybody in unless they're on a, a friendly deal, like one year, which which will be an older guy. So right. if you're getting some older guy with some leadership, okay, but – you know, they, they got to produce. Like, you got to bring them in. They got to be some guys that can really do something and get along with what's happening. Because you team up with J.J. Watt, I'm pretty sure they can do something. They can, yeah. they can get the culture right. You just got to get some guys. Absolutely. Now, staying in that same that same lane of teams that missed the playoffs that may have some cap issues right there but also have some really good draft picks this year, we saw one of the most interesting things last night on Sunday Night Football. First of all, I didn't understand why the game got flexed there were so many other better games that had playoff implications early first in the all, day. First of all, hold on. It got flexed because it's – first of all, it's, it, Cowboys are America's team. So, of course, we want we want everything to be about the Cowboys that affects the Cowboys. That's why it got so flexed. I would have said have them both on at 3 o'clock simultaneously. That's usually how it's been in the years past where we don't actually wait till the night game after the, the first game was played at noon. <laughs> they had a, a decent, what, six hours between trying to figure out – whoever won that game was going to make it to the actual NFC East Division Championship. Well, to be honest, though, it had the most complication as far as the playoff goes. Right, right. It, it had the most, this person get in, that person get in, this person don't get in. Like, it has the at, most. I looked at one scenario. Obviously, the Giants did knock off the Cowboys, moving them to 10 losses on the season. Right. Giants already had 10 losses on the season. Of course, Eagles going into that game last night had 10 losses on the season. Had they knocked off the Washington football we'll team. We'll speak about that in a few minutes. Yeah. Had they knocked off the Washington football team, you could have had four teams in the same division with a 10-loss 10, 10, rec- <laughs> record, and obviously one of them would make the plus. And now, like we said, we have the third team ever in what history of the NFL with losing record that actually won the division, right? Going yeah, along we had with the, uh, Seattle had 79. Seven, yeah. Carolina was 7-81. Right. So, a couple years ago. going into that game, Doug Peterson already made it clear that he was going to have Nate Sudfeld come out in that game at some point. Who said that? Doug Peterson said that before the game. Did he? Yeah. If you watch the Eagles press conferences or anything like that, you, he actually put that that to be known out there. He okay. was not going into that game necessarily to win. There was Hold no on. cost for him to actually win Hold that on. game. What he could have said after, because I didn't hear the pregame interview. I didn't hear none of right. that. Right. What he could have said after is, yeah, I'm trying to win, but I'm also trying to evaluate the guy that we got on roster and in case what, this quarterback situation that we got doesn't work out. And that's what teams usually do in Week 17 when you've already missed the playoffs. That's fine. Just don't a lie to of, me. Don't lie but, to me. Because, like I said, going into the, even the injury report, there were 10 total Eagles already out. Miles Sanders, Alshon Jeffrey, of course, we know Deshaun Jackson uh, hurt so himself. A bunch of guys. Fletcher so, Cox. Right. So a lot of those guys didn't even didn't even bother to suit up, obviously, in that game. Uh, Carson Wentz was a healthy scratch. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, they still obviously won't tell us until the deal is actually done that could have been like hey don't even bother being the backup don't even waste your time putting on those those cleats because we're not going to use you in the game even if Jalen got hurt we can just put somebody else in there so Greg Ward (laughs) and we saw Greg Ward's first first NFL pass so shout out to Greg Ward (laughs) 
Now, I try to run out a million different reasons as to why they did what they did. And for anybody who didn't obviously see the game or haven't, I mean, if you've been living on a rock the past 24 hours, you haven't heard it on Sports Talk Radio or any other ESPN channel or anything else you tune into. Third quarter, Doug Peterson makes the decision to switch from Jalen Hurts, Hurts to, to du- Nate Sudfeld. So, yeah. like I said before, he already put himself out there saying that it's what he was going to do. It looked bad. So, <laughs> the most obvious thing right now that still doesn't make any sense would be Doug Peterson wanted to make sure, or maybe it was the front office, because obviously you got Harry Rose there. I thought about that too. They were going to be the ninth pick. I'm sorry, the yeah, the ninth pick in the draft if they had won that game and obviously sent the Giants off into the sunset to play a playoff game at home. Okay. At a six and ten record. I don't think they <laughs> made any draft uh accommodations in that game. I, I, I really think that they Yeah, because that's usually what happens in the offseason. You don't you don't really know right now, like, hey, we're gonna right. draft this person at number six. Right. I, I thought I think that they really straight up made the decision because they wanted to evaluate Nate Suffer. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Just don't lie to me. Yeah, you can say so you were trying to win the game. Well, no, I can also be trying to win the game, but I also want to try to win a game and evaluate this guy at the same time. Nothing wrong with that. Just tell me the truth. If had he said that, they would be like, oh, okay, I get that. Because right. you understand the situation that I'm going into in the offseason. One might not be here. We don't know if we don't know what's going on. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So just say that. So I looked at it from this angle as well. Of course, everybody knows the Miracle in Medlands part two game <laughs> where Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson basically obliterated the, the Giants defense, especially in that second half of that game. And of course, Deshaun uh-huh. Jackson with the famed walk off. Uh-huh. Um, Punt return. It's on YouTube. Y'all can go watch it. So there's a lot of there's a lot of hate already between those two because for what what is worth, a lot of people don't really realize. Of course, we have those interdivisional rivalries, right? Everybody in that division plays each other twice a year. They've right, had their own stories as to why they don't like that team, but the Giants and Eagles, especially with that situation right there, do not like each other. I mean, I think, I think. Um, Michael Strahan had like several sacks on every single Eagles quarterback that came through that building. So for what it's worth, when they had their era of dominance right there, that was something that obviously the Giants hung their hat on. There was even a guy out there on social media that had a jersey on the front side, the Giants jersey, on the back side, an Eagles jersey, but it says Super Bowls zero. Wow. And now <laughs> they got one. That jersey has been since been burned right. since that. They had a whole ceremony at the at the link for it and everything. <laughs> but that was something interesting along with that entire rivalry. So why going into this game would I give the Giants that advantage right there and say, you know what, I'll win this game for you guys to get in. So maybe there was some underlying issues between the divisional rivalry, which we haven't seen a lot of these days. I don't think that conspiracy theory that you just came up with had anything <laughs> to do try, with I that game. You, I told you. I tried to look at every single I, thing. I understand, and it's cool, <laughs> but I don't think that had anything, honestly, to do with that game. Because in my eyes, Washington football team, of course, a team going into the playoffs for the first time with no name, <laughs> they deserved it. They After they beat Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was on a, what, 10-game winning streak? 11-game winning streak. Which and they, they shouldn't spawned, have been. I think I told you about that, they too. They should have already lost a couple games. Yeah. So they basically spawned what was a three-game losing streak for Washington at that time. Should have been four, but yeah. <laughs> so I basically saw after that game, I was like, yo, Washington deserves to be in there as far as the teams in that division that's deserving of it. Now, Daniel Jones and what he's been doing, obviously, this year, not going to raise a whole lot of eyebrows because you expected that. I mean, you drafted him, what? fourth pick overall or something right but you know he's still young it's so okay. they obviously and they, saw maybe and they that, had major injuries like saquon and they, you know they had major injuries so yeah they saw obviously that something something had to be done as far as okay which team is actually deserving of this because with the dallas cowboys not having their starter quarterback i think they showed the graphic last night between the entire division there was 11 different 11, starting quarterbacks. It did, so yeah. between an injury and benching and everything else going on in that entire division and of course Dwayne Haskins, which we got to get into. I forgot about, yeah. Dwayne Haskins obviously being cut from that team for his uh, off-the-field issues right there and, uh, and on-the-field issues. Right. Or lack well, There was a lot going on with there. So let's break it down like that. Okay, so you had Ron Rivera, right? He's one of those three new head coaches in that division. He just beat cancer, seven I, weeks of chemo treatment. I was happy about that. I think I told you about that when they got, I said, yo, Ron Rivera is a good coach, bro. He can go... Yeah, he can go somewhere. So, yeah. And then Alex Smith coming back from those 17 surgeries near death, obviously experienced with him with all his infections and all kinds of different things that he had to do to come back and play football. Right. I think he'll retire after this season, but I think he made his point because they really do need him. Absolutely. Because <laughs> they really do need so him. So all those things come uh, accumulated right there basically let me know, like, yeah, I like this Washington team getting in the playoffs right now. Now – since then, of course, they've been asking every player. The Giants players were heavy on social media last yeah, night, blasting the yeah, Eagles in their front yeah, office and their coaching yeah. for that decision. But they finally got around to asking Chase Young, I guess, about the situation. And Chase Young says, 
that he thinks he knows why, but he won't share what the reason is. Now, I had to do some deep search because I was like, okay, what kind of ties can I come back and figure out how this is, right? Do you know where uh, Ron Rivera comes from? What coaching tree he comes from? I don't. The Andy Reid coaching tree. I didn't know that. Yep. 1999, he was a linebacker's coach. <laughs> so, like I said, I had to do my history. I had to do my, my digging on okay. this to okay. find out. At that same 99 season, I, like I said, he was a linebacker's coach, right? Because he's been defensive mind coach. Right. At that same time, Doug Peterson was the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, okay. I don't know if they met each other passing through the cafeteria, through the hallways, maybe in the weight room. Maybe Doug Peterson was trying to lift his little five-pound weight to something back and being a quarterback. I don't give him a lot of love. <laughs> I know they're not in there actually doing anything. But maybe at some point they chopped it up. And, of course, as years went along, maybe you pass somebody and playing against them or whatever, whether it be coaching or whatever whatever you have, you have you. Or maybe you stayed in touch because of Andy Reid. Okay. Maybe he said, man, Ron, I, I was talking to you throughout this entire uh, cancer scare and obviously uh, – overcoming cancer, I think I want to go ahead and give you this game. No. Like I said, I'm throwing all these possibilities out there until we find something else. Somebody's going to write a book about it one day. <laughs> no, they're not because it's, it's already it's solidified. So it was, no, it was already the butt of the joke that we had the worst division in football if history. We? The NFL. Oh, okay. The NFL, we just experienced, obviously it's been a crazy season as it is. No no preseason, no uh, Hall of Fame game, no right. Hall of Fame canceled ceremony. Canceled practice, canceled Postponed games. Right. Everything's been And crazy. we're still about to try to pull off these playoffs without a hitch. But like I said, this being the worst division that we've ever seen in football. And the Eagles being at the bottom of that list. And obviously, they probably took it like, you know what? NFL, screw you for trying to put us in this primetime game. We have nothing to play for. We're going to throw this game on national television and make people realize don't ever put the Eagles on primetime if they're in a bad position. That's not what it was, though. Like I say, the NFL is about viewership and stuff like that. What other what, what other game could you put on last night? Okay, just think about it. What other game right. could you put on last night that had – the most implications win lose or you know now we had three teams in the in the AFC I'm sorry trying to get in so that was a big story for me right there I mean I think it was yeah it was three and a couple on the bubble obviously where it took a lot of teams to lose at the same time because Miami got blew out right and Miami was one of those teams that I really I really saw and I was like okay well I wouldn't put them on prime time because I really didn't think they were gonna they were gonna do anything the Steelers and Maybe Browns. The Bears, I mean, the Browns and Steelers. Yeah, Browns and Steelers would have been the game, and I would have actually said because I think the Browns just needed who to lose. Would have been the Dolphins, right? No, they needed to win. That's they it. just needed to win and get they in. They needed to win. So that would have been even better right there because we've seen we, – now we haven't made a big story out of it. The Browns haven't made the Since playoffs. 2002. Right. Tim Couch. And that was a big enough deal right there to be able to put that on national television because we've seen this actually good season from them. That we haven't seen in a very long time. Okay, but here's the thing: Would you put them on TV knowing that Big Ben ain't gonna play? Right. Hayden ain't gonna play. You see, what I'm saying a lot of guys ain't gonna play over there either because we're in the playoffs already. So obviously that wasn't talked about a whole lot with Big Ben not playing because that was a team that actually made the playoffs that actually clinched a, a division and right. everything. So the Steelers resting Big Ben wasn't gonna be a big deal like the Carson. I'm sorry, not the Carson Wentz, but the Jalen Hurts benching in the middle of the third quarter in a very <laughs> winnable game for the Eagles because Jalen Hurts, I think, I think Chase Young. And the other guys on that front line, I think they were actually having some struggles with him. He ran in two touchdowns on the first half. Yeah, he was balling. The dude was doing his thing. Now, he did throw a couple picks, obviously. Well, so well, First of all, one of them wasn't his fault. Yeah, absolutely I, I, not. I, you know what I'm saying? One of them wasn't his fault. About. And, uh, I mean, he's not perfect. He's a young, he's a rookie. Of course, he's going to miss on some throws. But overall, his body of work, overall, the dude was playing good. Okay, so my other one would have been the Cardinals and Rams because the Cardinals had playoff implications okay. as well to get in that game. Hold and on. So Here we the, go again. The Rams. Right. But – they had two backup quarterbacks playing that game, too. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one was now, pretty interesting right and, there in itself. And, and the Rams, Wolford, that dude can ball. And see, we would have seen a better football game out of that, right? Because I don't know I don't know where we where we got this guy from, and they were that confident, obviously, watching him in practice. Yeah. It's like, hey, we got our guy out with a thumb, was a thumb injury. He broke his thumb. Right. So, obviously, with having him break his thumb and, and having him set out this Week 17 game and say, hey, get ready for the playoffs. And they will lose. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> now we obviously see that. But like you said, moving on into this upcoming weekend of uh, NFL playoff football so I can get off that uh, soapbox, soapbox of, of why <laughs> the Eagles decided to <laughs> disappoint all of America last night because everybody really thought, okay, if anybody was going to be able to knock off this Washington football team, it would probably be the Philadelphia Eagles because they had that spark that supposedly Doug Peterson said it was going to be there. Well, like I said, I actually picked the Eagles to win the game 
until I found out Alex Smith and McLaren was actually playing. Right, right. Because uh, he- Heineke, yeah, yeah, no, and then you wouldn't you, have seen much out of that. And game. then you got Haskins. He wasn't. He, he, he they cut dude. So you know, giving on his stuff. So they had no quarterback. McLaren, I, I didn't know was going to play until he started playing. I'm like, okay, McLaren's playing. So. You no, know, they got their weapons back. So, you know, yeah. And plus, Gibson to play too, the running back. Right, right. Yeah, he'd been having uh, our turf talk. So, you know. So now we talked about the Dwayne Haskins. Then we got to address that. Where is his future in the NFL going to go? Because obviously, he, he admitted to the, having the, um, I guess you could say, lapse in, in, in judgment and lack of, what would I say, maturity. Right. To basically be an NFL quarterback at this moment in his career. But obviously, we know he's capable of much, of much better. But for a coach like Ron Rivera, you don't play those games. Well, it's not even that. I think, okay, he's what, 22? Right. At, you know, he's 22. Cut the guy a break. He's 22 years old, trying to manage being, you know, whatever he was brought in to be. So you, I think he get an opportunity somewhere to develop and learn and just mature as a person. But that's that comes with, you know, some people aren't ready. Some people are. That's fine. I think he'll get a shot somewhere. As much as we talking about quarterbacks right yeah, now, yeah, yeah he gets a shot somewhere. I was going to say, obviously, a lot of these teams have just recently drafted their quarterback of the future. Some of them are about to make that pick here in this coming April. But you got teams like Buffalo, obviously, 13-3 and three this year for the first time since, uh, their since Jim Super Kelly Bowl, era. Yeah, the Super Bowl era. Now, obviously, they lost back-to-back seasons in the Super Bowl after going 13-3. and three. That's all right. You got that Unfortunately, this year, because of the new rule, they are the second, the second pick and – I'm sorry, the second team – in the AFC, which does not give them a buy this year. Right. But maybe that's a good thing because when they did have that buy, they obviously didn't use it so well because going into that Super Bowl, they lost back-to-back. But That doesn't matter. They lost four straight. I mean, the last two seasons, they have lost in the wild-card round. So oh, you're talking about them. Okay. That's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about right now. Buffalo being in the wild-card round is not really a good thing for them because being 13-3 and three and losing in the wild-card round these past two seasons, I don't think it helps make a difference this year. I give you that, but they look so much different than Stephon they have Days. been. It's not just him. It's everybody. The defense, special team. They look so much better than they have been. Uh, and they, they, they so face they face the Colts. I mean, I really don't see, I really don't see much much really becoming of that game. It's the first game up this coming Saturday, right? At um, Twelve o'clock. Yeah, noon game if you're in the Central, one o'clock if you're in the East, and you know the rest. But check your local listings. <laughs> That's how we do. But the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I'm still not sold on Phillip Rivers in this season right here that he's been having. Their defense here as of late has been okay. In previous years, I've seen better defense come out of that um, out of that, that locker room. But for what it's worth, they they clinched in a pretty in a pretty tough division because okay. Tennessee Titans, I think, got the division itself, didn't they? Yeah, because they because they clanked a, a field goal. Right, right, right. <laughs> so the Colts actually making the playoffs in that. That's tough a division right there because the Jags and the Texans obviously are train wrecks, but to still be able to say, okay, we're going to be able to meet one of these extra teams in there because they are literally, literally the seventh seed. So right. had this been last year, they wouldn't have seen the playoffs. That's true. That's true. And they'd uh, be sitting there at 11-5 and five going home is what I'm trying to say right now. I, I feel you. Uh, they do have a game this weekend. I am picking the Bills to win that. For I just don't think that the Colts have – anything close to what they need to have to beat them. That's my, you know, whatever. Yeah, the next game up after that is going to be the third meeting between the Rams and the Seahawks, so we got to see something out of that one, right? No. You, Jared, said, you said you're going to see Jared. Uh, Jared Goff right. is going to have a hard time right. even holding the ball, for one. He broke his thumb on his throwing hand. This ain't no just broke thumb. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. You broke your thumb. You didn't play. Yeah, you tried to have surgery. We're going to see what they do. Anyway, he's playing Seattle. For that reason, I'm picking Seattle because I don't think they're going to get you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Seattle kind of sputtered out in the midway of the season, but then they kind of found their, yeah. their footing again back then at the end of the season coming back into it. They won four games in a row to close out the rest of the season and clinch that division. So right. for what it's worth, they're definitely deserving of that home game they're going to get, unlike the Washington football team we previously mentioned. And in that game, I'm picking the Washington football team. They could have easily had a better had a better season. A lot of things didn't go their way. Like we talked about with the quarterback situation with them. And you're picking Washington to upset – Um. Tampa Bay. Right. I know I know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's so going on. We're going to make on. sure we got that clear yeah, and concise yeah. right there. Tampa Bay it's has... It's going to be a night game on Saturday night, so it's going to be a nice little nightcap to watch Tom Brady try to really see if he can make it in these playoffs because obviously the whole big story has been now that Tom Brady does not need Bill Belichick, right? They're not going to have Mike Wallace. 
Right, I saw that. I yeah, saw that. They're not going to have Mike Wallace. They do got Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown the other side, and right. they do got Godwin. Uh, but Washington got some pretty good corners. So we'll see how they and hold that up. Front seven, right? Tom Brady gonna have to. He gonna have to run Brady it for his, his life. life. Chase Young, <laughs> Chase Young is a man up there. Okay, you got Chase Young, Sweat, Deron Payne. You got some ballers up there. So we'll see what's up. And now I'm, I'm, I'm picking the upset. I'm picking the upset. I'm still undecided on that one. I, I still want to see what Tom Brady can do, but I really am thinking, like Nothing. I said, still riding for that Ron Rivera and um, the Ron Rivera and uh, that old entire organization right there. They've been through a lot this year already as it is. The Just season. get a name. Just get a name, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the Alex Smith era, I want to see it. I want to see it do a little better than just being a first round, uh, a first round exit. Moving right. over into Sunday though, Baltimore Ravens. They didn't get the division. They right. kind of, not necessarily, I wouldn't say fall, fell apart. They had some tough goings this season, though. They had some some sputteration in the middle of the season like like some other people did. They were still able to get a higher seed than the Cleveland Browns, which eliminated them having to worry about playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round like Cleveland will be doing that Sunday night. But I don't think Baltimore cares about playing Baltimore Pittsburgh. Baltimore does though. have to play Tennessee, though. Right, but check this out. If everybody recalls, remember last year's game, uh... For one, their defense to me was better last year than it was this year. This year, I don't know what's going on with Tennessee. That their defense has been atrocious to say the least. It's been bad, and I don't know why, but it's just been bad. So, given that, and if you look if you look at it, Baltimore has progressively had better passing. Um, what is it? I don't know. A better passing game this right, year right, than they right. had last year. So you know, with that. Given the they can run for 400 and 500 yards with a passing game with a defense on the other side that hasn't been playing too great, we'll see what's up. But they also have to deal with King Henry. Right, right. 2,000-yard King Henry. Yeah, so going into it right now, like you said, as far as the defensive side, <clears throat> excuse me, for Tennessee, Tennessee's been getting like 27 points a game each game this season, and Baltimore's capable of scoring at least 29 points in each right. game. So for what it's worth – we, we should probably see some kind of scoring uh, things going on right there. Maybe Baltimore can, uh, like you said, maybe they can stop Henry. I'm not sure if that's even a possible thing what, in this season. What, what they, we know they brought in Calais Campbell right. and Derek Wolf for this for this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This since is the that, game they brought them in for. Since that matchup, obviously, the first time around yeah. they went to overtime, we got to see something different on the defensive right. side for both teams, possibly. All right, so this is what they brought them in for. We're going to see what's up. I am taking Baltimore in that game. Who you got? I got Baltimore as well. Okay, there we go. I, I've, I've always been a big fan of Lamar Jackson and the things he do he does over there, but the biggest thing for me right there would be how he'll use their run game. Everybody else has been pretty much out of it. I think they didn't play this last game, right? Or was it the Ooh. game before that? Baltimore Ooh. Ravens. They played every game. Backs. They've had to play every game. Okay. What you're talking about is Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram not to start running back anymore. Well, I was going to say, that, that's, I think that's pretty much the biggest issue for they me They got right J.K. There. Dobbins and I Gus like, Edwards. Yeah, those young guys really have been doing what they do. I've always been a big Mark Ingram fan, so watching him not really be that, that bell cow anymore for them has really been a big issue for me. Well, I think that's the part where they had the little sputteration. They tried to make him that while the other guys was there too, and it just wasn't flowing like that. So they figured out yeah. something to make yeah, it work, nice so look. we'll see. Because, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, America, I've got both Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins on my fantasy team. So, for what it's worth, I'm not going to reveal what my record was or anything like that because it, it wasn't just based on my running backs. But for what it's worth, I know I see some potential of those guys right there to actually do some damage in the NFL. So, yeah. Speaking and of that, another seven seed, though, we got the Chicago Bears that got into the playoffs who started off 5-1 and one, but ended the season 3-7, and seven, ended up 8-8 eight and eight on the year. I don't trust Chicago. You can't. Not, not one bit. You can't. I think they will lose to the Saints unless something miraculous happens. <laughs> I think they will lose to the Saints. The Saints was good yesterday, by the way, too. Uh, I think they had, what, a blow two, out. three picks or something like that? <laughs> yeah, they look good. So, hey, I'm picking the Saints in that game. I don't have much to say about that game. It's just, you know. And I'm pretty sure the Saints are pretty upset about not getting that number one overall seed. Uh, what was that? Um, Green Bay got it at what? What's their record? 12-4. and 12-4? No, I'm sorry. That was the Saints record. 12-4. The Packers are actually 13-3 okay. with that number one seed. So, I'm pretty sure they're a little bit upset about not getting that first overall well, seed. They should have Exactly. And that's another oh, – we can still go back to that whole Giants thing. If the Giants are really mad about the Eagles <laughs> throwing that game, then maybe the Giants should win some more games next season. So, yeah. I hate fun. that division so much. That whole division <laughs> was really a train wreck this year for me. Same I really way. expect more out of them. Um, and a nightcap on Sunday night. Yeah, the last game being Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Like I talked about, obviously, one team trending downward, one team trending upward. Because the and Pittsburgh you know who's Steelers, trending up and down, right? Right. 
or, or are you on the other side Which where you don't know? Who are we talking about here? Because I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers are definitely trending downward. Exactly. <laughs> That's why they will lose. They will lose they went on a, to the a, Cleveland Browns. They won a three-game losing streak. Then they won one. Then they lost another they one. Should the season, exactly. They should have lost five straight. Exactly. They should have lost five straight. Now, we knew they, they rested Big Ben, obviously, for this upcoming game. And unlike teams like Baltimore, who are going into the playoffs with a five-game winning streak right now, Cleveland has obviously been a little bit teeter-totter themselves. Right. But with the Cleveland, COVID thing and stuff they had to deal but with. But Cleveland yeah. is still trending in the right direction, though. Without having Odell Beckham to be where they're at, 11-5 and five this year, it's still a big deal. Well, it's not about Odell Beckham. It's about Chubb and oh, yeah. Kareem oh, yeah. and and that. Everybody with an RB on their chest <laughs> on that team right Get there. Get some love over yeah, there, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh... It's a rematch. Actually, in 2002, the Browns played Pittsburgh in the playoffs okay. you, in the wild card round. Right. This is this is the other game. So they played them again, except this time I think – and it, it was a close game. If you ever look up the record, it was a close game. In 2002, they almost beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. But anyway, uh, this one, I'm picking the Cleveland Browns, man. I think they're going to put an upset. Like I say, Pittsburgh has been trending downward for the last month and a half. Right. Because <laughs> a couple of those games – they should have lost, remember? Yeah. So for a month and a half, they've been they've been they've been on a losing edge. So and what's, here uh, we go. What's James Conner's current uh health status? Is he gonna be playing in that game? If he can. I don't know. Yeah, because he's played thirteen games this season, but I'm not sure as far as his health where he's at in that in that situation right there. Now the last time when Big Ben did play, uh they obviously blew out the Browns, but that was earlier in the season, like you said, since then the, the Steelers have not looked as good as they were. Right. And since then, the Browns have gotten better because Baker threw two picks in that game. But, of course, like we said, here's of late, we've seen a better Baker. And they've even pulled up some old stuff as far as when he was in, a, what was at the Combine, and he was talking about obviously possibly going number one to the Browns and everything and what he would obviously bring to that franchise. Mm-hmm. And he said he think he would be that guy to turn that franchise around. So this would be a good step in the right direction. Being 11-5, obviously the best record they've had in so long. And <laughs> him being that quarterback that did it. We've, we've had – I think they, I showed it to you earlier today. 27 different quarterbacks since Baker Mayfield, since the last time they went to the playoffs in 2002. Right. It's been a bunch of guys, but that's not all because of that. But oh, yeah. yeah. They've, got a, they've got a stout defense. Like I said, that run game is definitely going to be the pivotal point in that game right there. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about them getting rid of everybody as far as the coaches and everybody. Oh, well, yeah. Going, that, yeah just, that part we definitely, <laughs> definitely understand. Too. We, we, we don't give enough, enough uh, I guess you could say, flack on the uh, – on the front office part of that right. that whole entire scenario right. right there. We talk about all the quarterback changes, but we don't talk a whole lot right. about that. It's not all their fault, so yeah. So we are seeing some uh, interesting games coming up this weekend. Now, like we talked about before, the teams with the bye, the teams on the couch this weekend that actually have something to play for in, in this January, being the KC Chiefs, the defending, reigning, whatever you want to call them, champions, and the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers obviously got stumped last year by the uh, would-be NFC champions. I call it would-be because they shouldn't have been there. They... They gave up. They gave up that game just like everybody else, the Titans and the Texans did to the to the Chiefs in the playoffs. And now because a good of game, though, it was a good game, but we didn't expect it to end like that, where the the Niners just stopped scoring. <laughs> what? Okay, Garoppolo missed on one pass to Emmanuel Sanders, and it would have turned the face of the and game. He didn't even throw 100 yards in that game, didn't he? It don't matter. <laughs> it don't so, matter. We can Tim Tebow it, okay? <laughs> it it's a team game, right? It's a team game. Right, right. So now we don't have the 49ers in this game right now against those um, Green Bay Packers, whoever the Green Bay Packers may see in the second round. But obviously in that NFC Championship game, the Packers got knocked out. So now they get that shot of redemption right now, get this by, and – Obviously, see who they can face next, be at the, the bottom seed, and see where, can, where they can go from there. At this point, they probably end up playing maybe the Rams or Tampa Bay in that second round, I'm thinking right now. If either those, one of those bo- teams Both win. of those teams are going to not make it, so I don't know <laughs> so, who you're going <laughs> to. So, so then at that point, we're probably looking at seeing them playing that Washington football team in the second round, if you really believe that upset's going to okay. happen. So what does Washington even bring to Green Bay Packers to even say, okay, we can They bring a defense. Them. I don't, like, I, I, again, I don't trust, you know, the offense is, is whatever, but they bring a defense. I don't know if that secondary can handle my boy Adams. Devontae Adams is a beast this well, year. <laughs> this is true, but, you know, he's one guy. We'll see. I mean, you could double him and make everybody else, you know, do what they do. We'll see how that goes. And on this side of things, the KC Chiefs, I mean, they could potentially be paying those um, Baltimore Ravens right there with the Cleveland again. Browns for the upset. Well, I think Cleveland will pull upset, so I guess it'd I don't be Cleveland. See, I don't see Indianapolis pulling that upset on Buffalo, so I'll no. go ahead and make my pick right there and say, yeah, Buffalo's got it. I, I'm right. really pulling for teams like Buffalo and Cleveland this I year. Think, I think the biggest threat to Kansas City may be Buffalo. Right, right. 
Buffalo. And they may not be till the divisional or maybe the championship right. round. I don't know about Baltimore. I would say Baltimore, but we got to see what they do against King Henry them first. I'm sorry. It would be the championship round if they were to play the yeah. Buffalo Bills. They wouldn't see them in the, in the divisional round being the so, second yeah. seed. So we'll see. So we'll like see I said, those goes. teams sitting at home right now getting some good rest and everything else like that. I hope everybody Sometimes else, it's not good, though. Hope everybody else in the NFL is obviously getting ready for the draft. I mean, it's going to come around pretty quickly like it always April. does. Yeah. You got February being the Super Bowl, and then before you know it, you're already looking at draft prospects. So, just like this team on the uh, on the uh, couch this weekend, the good teams on the couch, <laughs> everybody else getting ready for the playoffs coming up this weekend. We'll be right here with you uh, next Monday and the Monday after that and the Monday after that, covering yeah. every one of these rounds. Of course, anything permitting because we do have to be sure we, uh, we're staying safe out here like we right. hope you guys COVID are too. Directly and directly. You know, we're trying to be here for y'all for the next Throughout the playoffs, and you and know, we'll give y'all some more uh, updates on this crazy NBA season being on a short, short year right now. No fans in arenas and whatnot, what have you. We'll talk about maybe some draft positions of what everybody else got in the draft. Who they might actually want be looking at, at picking in this draft coming right, up. Right. And I got a segment hashtag Bring Back the Shiny. I'll go into depth about that on the next episode. So yeah, if you <laughs> want to know what Bring Back the Shiny is, make sure you subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to us on. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Let everybody know BNG got you on the sports podcast. All right. See y'all on the next one.